Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Gen Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Reeves Jones. The Gen Zone Podcast will digest trending stories in college football and the NFL through my own personal takes and opinions. Thank you guys for listening today and I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Jones Zone Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 30th, and today we're going to get into a big college football preview. Now, really excited about this one. We had week zero, you know, previous weekend, which, you know, saw some exciting games, but, you know, we're really getting the good stuff this coming week. So, I think my plan for this episode is going to do my edition of the AP Top 25. Um, I'm going to do my college football playoff predictions, and talk about some win totals, and maybe a little bit of Heisman sprinkle bets um, to get us started here, but some really exciting stuff to look forward. You know, football is going to really feel back. I'll, I'll be in Charlotte for the UNC South Carolina game, so, um, you know, I, that's one of the games to watch that I'm very excited about, and we're going to get into it. So I'm going to start with the top 25. I'm going to go from 1 to 25 and kind of name off, you know, a player to watch or, um, you know, position group to watch for the team coming into the year, or like a team MVP kind of deal, but just some brief little notes. So, uh, you know, number one, we're going to start off with the reigning two-time national champions back-to-back, um, the Georgia Bulldogs, led by Brock Bowers, their stud versatile t- tight end, um, and recently named starting quarterback Carson Beck. Um, it's Georgia, you know, they're, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're just athletic on both sides of the ball, and they have probably one of the easiest schedules in the SEC, um, you know, course. So they're going to cruise through the SEC East, and I expect them back in the college football playoff with ease. Number two of the Michigan Wolverines, led by Coach Jim Harbaugh, who's on a self-imposed three-game suspension following some blunders and, you know, just the NCAA acting, you know, as they usually do. But, you know, they have a really, really solid, you know, they're going to be good in the trenches. We know that. The Big Ten covers that. And, you know, really their player to watch is their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, who, you know, could really pop. Um, I'll get to him in the Heisman picks, but, you know, he might be the best quarterback that Harbaugh's had so far. Um, you know, it could be a really exciting offense. Blake Corum's coming back, and, um, you know, they've got dogs on both sides of the ball. So really watch for J.J. McCarthy, see if he can – Blossom and do a really stud stud athlete this year. Number three of Ohio State Buckeyes, um, you know, same kind of deal. They're gonna have athletes all around the ball. They they named a quarterback today uh, or yesterday. Um, Should have wrote his name down, but um, they had a long QB battle. Um, you know, we we saw that kind of work with you know my North Carolina Tar Heels. How you know they can name a quarterback kind of really close to the year and he could pop, or you know. They had gone with the other route, you know, could have been a lot worse or not as good. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but player to watch is Mecca Buka, wide receiver. And I'm saying, I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., can't forget about him. But, you know, Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to get in those double teams more attention. So Buka, you know, let's see if he can match that kind of production and uh, really blossom for the Buckeyes. So I got Buckeyes at three. At four, I've got the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, you know, they're built for this. You know, they know what they're doing. Um, Jalen Milrow, quarterback. Um, but really player to watch is Kool-Aid McKintree, DB. Probably going to be a first-round pack draft pick. 
in the NFL. If he, if he stays healthy, you know, that secondary is going to be locked down. Um, at five, I have Penn State and Indy Lions. Um, don't know a ton here, but I just know that, you know, they've gotten better every, every year with James Franklin. Um, I trusted the direction they were going in. They had a chance to beat Ohio State last year, and um, Ohio State came back in the game, and Penn State probably would have been a top five team after that or something in that area. Um, but, you know, they have a star cornerback, first team All-American, Kalen King, um, in the secondary. So watch out for him. That This defense could be really scary, um, and I expect this offense produce as well in the Big Ten. Um, at six, I have uh, the LSU Tigers, led by star quarterback Jaden Daniels and coach Brian Kelly. Um, you know, LSU really had some, you know, they, had, they, they lost that, they dropped that opening game to Florida State. Um, that's a really intriguing game to look out for. Um, revenge game for the Tigers. I'll be excited to see how they come out. Um, Harold Perkins, obviously, um, this team's just loaded with talent. I, if Brian Kelly can get these guys in that same direction that they were heading in last year, I, I see nothing but success. Um, and I ultimately see them coming out of the uh, SEC West over Alabama. Um, at seven, I have the USC Trojans, led by quarterback Caleb Williams. Um, their offense looked insanely, insanely, insanely solid against San Jose State in week one. I mean, he was just throwing ball all over the field. They were running down their throats, but, you know, they really couldn't defend. Um, this defense is probably going to be, you know, I don't probably in the bottom half of the Pac-12, to be honest. Um, they're going to allow a lot of points, but good thing they can match that with a lot of scoring potential and offense. And then right behind them, but not too far back, I have the Washington Huskies. Um, this offense is going to be really prolific. I think that um, Michael Penix and uh, they have a receiver, Odunze. I think I said that right. Um, their line is a little beat up, um, but when you have a first-team All-American receiver and a, you know, budding quarterback at Penix, who, you know, can be spotty at times, I'll admit, but this offense should be really good. And, you know, honestly, I think their defense is probably a little bit better, a little bit more disciplined than USC's will be, so that'll be something to look out for. If, you know, their defense can hold down Caleb Williams in a matchup, this could be the best team in the Pac-12. Um, at nine, I have the Clemson Tigers. Um... You know, they recruit well. They're going to battle in the ACC, um, loaded with talent. Will Shipley, you know, stays healthy. I mean, he's going to run all over people. He's an athletic monster. Um, but I like Clemson at 9. Uh, right behind them at 10, I have Florida State Seminoles, led by um, Devin Travis and Coach Mike Marvell. And, you know, this team, I think, is catching a little bit of too much hype. Um, they were, you know, the promising team after last year. But, uh the, I just think it's too much. I think that they're still relatively unproven. Norvell's had one good year. You know, he's got momentum now, I'll say, but um, this team has some tough games. They play, you know, obviously LSU week one, play at Clemson, play at Florida in the season, um, and, you know, anything can happen in between those three games. So I don't I don't buy this team being a 10-win team, to be honest. I know a lot of people have them in their, call, in their college football playoff, but this team is going to be heavily quarterback reliant, and if um, you know anything happens to Travis, this team is going to really struggle. Um, but this, I expect him to succeed and have a solid offense and defense um, with Travis. But this team is just receiving a little bit too much hype, in my opinion, for a team that you know in the past couple of years before last 
barely struggle to make the bowl make bowl games. So um, I like Florida Florida State at ten. That's still giving them a lot of love. But um, at eleven, I like Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, week zero team as well. Like USC played Navy and like abs absolutely looked unstoppable. Sam Hartman looked more than comfortable than he did at um, at Wake Forest. And Marcus Freeman's really got these guys going. Um, they look really good and really disciplined, and this and their lines are gonna, just going to beat people up. Um, I like Notre Dame at 11. Um, at 12, I like the Texas Longhorns. Um, you know, Quinn Ewers, uh, really going to get his time to shine here, um, backed up by Arch Manning, but uh, wide receiver Xavier Worthy um, could be a potential first-round NFL draft pick. He's someone to look out for. Um, you know, but Texas continues to do this thing and let down year after year, but, you know, it does appear that they do have the most talent in the Big 12, and, you know, this is a make-or-break year. I mean, if they don't uh, succeed um, or meet expectations, Sark is probably out, um, but, you know, I <laughs> Texas is probably going to do their thing where they roll over and, you know, blunder at the end of the season and don't meet expectations, so uh, we know how that goes. Um, at 13, I have uh, Tennessee. Uh, Joe Milton's now in quarterback. Goodbye, Hendon Hooker. That was an incredible season last year. It was awesome. Built momentum. Heupel got a um, ton of more recruits as a result. Um, I know they have Nico, the five-star, right behind Milton. Um, so, you know, if anything were to happen to Milton, it would be really exciting for Vols fans to see Nico come in. But this team's just got to be better defensively. Um, they were decent last year, but... If, if they want to stay in games, I don't think it's going to be as easy to stay in games for them as they did last year with Hendon Hooker and how good that offense was. So that defense needs to step up. Um, at 13, or at, uh, I forget where I'm at. I think 13 um, or 14. 14, I have Oregon, led by quarterback Bo Nix. Um, really like the way Oregon finished last year. Um, their offense started to you know really come to form and ultimately be my Tar Heels in the Holiday Bowl, which was a great game. Um, but this is another team. I think the Pac-12 um, has a great display of quarterbacks, and Bo Nix could definitely be you know, a guy potentially in the highs and mix, depending on how well Oregon does. But I like Oregon at um, 13. Um, at 14, I like Kansas State. Um, you know, really strong year last year. Um Deuce Vaughn, you know, but they got Carter Howard, their quarterback, is coming back. He came in, um, he didn't start last year, but he came in and um, for an injured quarterback last year, and, you know, looks pretty good, and expecting to build on that. Um, if Keegan Johnson, who I think is a receiver, could be wrong about that, but um, I like Kansas State, you know, they compete in the Big 12. I expect them to, you know, hang out along the likes of uh, Texas and Oklahoma and those guys. I mean, this coach knows what he's doing, so... Like Kansas State there, right behind them I have Utah. Um, Cam Rising is somehow coming back. Um, not sure if he'll be healthy following his ACL tear for um, their Week One matchup against Florida, but I expect him to win that game. Um, but yeah, Kyle Whittingham, you know, disciplined team, good culture, know what you're going to get out of Utah. So like Utah at um, 15, I believe. Yeah, or I think 16 maybe. Sorry, I'm losing count numbers. Um, right behind Utah, I have Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Wisconsin took over our um, um, OC and Phil Longo, 
and uh, I really like Tanner Mordecai coming in and taking that role that you know Drake May kind of had. Um, okay, so I'm at 17 with Wisconsin. Sorry, <laughs> had to run my numbers. No, but Wisconsin's a team I really like in the Big Ten. Um, you know, their RBU sometimes, uh, Allen, their running back, Tanner Mordecai, Phil Longo, I think those additions can will carry them a long way, especially in a you know, defensive conference that um, is the Big Ten. So I like Wisconsin a lot at 17. At 18, I have TCU. Um, their defense is staying pretty much the same and um, honestly should be a little bit better. But their offense, you know, they lost a lot of guys. Um, Contre Miller, running back, obviously Max Duggan, wide or quarterback, Quinn Johnson, their you know star wide receiver, all gone to the NFL, um, and that's gonna really it's really gonna hurt them because you know they really thrived off on their off, off on their offense, but I expect their defense to keep them in games, so I like them at 18, 19. Uh, my UNC Tar Heels, um, led by quarterback Drake May, um, you know. Really needs to build on what he did last year, obviously. Um, loss of Josh Downs will really hurt, and potentially not having Dantes Walker in the lineup uh, due to his NCAA uh, ineligibility stat- eligibility status. Currently, he's ineligible for this game coming up on Saturday. Um, so that's kind of nerve-wracking, and you know he'd be our you know, wide receiver one. But a lot of depth at the running back position. Um, Chip Lindsey and his OC um, been around the block. So... If UNC, you know, quarterback-dependent team, this defense can be anywhere competitive. Um, I love UNC to stay in the top 20. Um, at 20, up Oregon State, um, another Pac-12 team, pretty common. Um, a lot of, they have a lot of teams in the top 25, which is, you know, pretty good for that conference that is now falling apart. Um, DJ Ugale, um from Clemson steps in. Maybe a change of scenery will help him out, helps confidence out, because obviously he was shot down in the last year. Um, Dunmore is a wide receiver there, so who's an All-American or a player to watch. I'm not sure. Actually, don't quote me on that. Um, but one of their bef- best offensive weapons. Um, this offense should be pretty, pretty stout um, compared to other years where they've been, you know, pretty dull offense. So I like Oklahoma's, or Oregon State to, um, you know, improve offensively and compete in the Big 12 at 20. At 21, I have Oklahoma. Um, Venables pretty let down year. Um, it's a pretty tough scene. I mean, the defense, you come in as a defensive coordinator and you can't play any kind of defense. It's pretty severe, but I think this defense should be really strong, um, especially on the D-line. Mason Thomas um, is a guy to look out for. Could be a big sack guy this year. Um, so I expect their defense to improve and keep them in games. Um, their offense was spotty at times, but if this defense can do anything you know, better than they did last year, I expect this team to be a little bit more competitive in the Big 12. Um, at 22, Texas A&M, obviously we saw what kind of breakdown and um, regression they had last year being a top-five team and losing games to App State at home and, and such. But, you know, a lot of those rankings early on are based on recruiting. They had a top recruiting class, but they have really solid um, O-line coming this year. Um, Evan Stewart's their uh, top receiver who's going to be a stud. Moose Muhammad as well is in that mix. Um Shout out Charlotte on that one. Um, but, no, I expect this team to improve. I mean, we still have a lot of talent. Cannot deny that. And if Jimbo just gets these guys in a better state of mind than he had last year, I expect this team to um, compete a little bit better in the SEC. So I like them at 22. At 23, I have Tulane, who's a team that you know was really trending in that right direction following last year. Defeated 
USC in that Cotton Bowl, which is an awesome game. Um, Michael Pratt is a big guy to watch out for on our team. Um, pretty sure that's their quarterback. Um, they should dominate in the American Conference, honestly. They have uh, the momentum. They have a confidence now. I, I expect them to sustain that. And they, they got a well-deserved top 25 ranking. At 24, I have the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, I, I, I really like this Iowa program. You know, they, they breed NFL players and um, just battle in the trenches in the Big Ten. You know, it's basically like the staple of the Big, Big Ten at this point. Um, Cooper DeJean is a defensive back who's an All-American who's really good. This defense is going to be locked down. It's just their offense is just boring and really methodical, but this team always holds it down and very disciplined team in the Midwest. So like Iowa at 24, and then 25 sneaking in. To, it's down the AP 25, but Texas Tech, um, QB Tyler Slow, um, someone I really like. This team should be, you know, really viable on offense as they typically are, and I expect them to battle in this Big 12 that, you know, we're going to see some teams like TCU kind of not be as good as they were last year. Um, and a team like Texas Tech can really pop, I feel like, um, after, you know, getting getting accustomed to a system, getting accustomed to a coaching staff. So I like Texas Tech sneaking in 25. So um, I'll repeat that one more time, um, and you all will be able to see on Instagram too. Um, Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Ohio State at three, Bama at four, Penn State at five, LSU six, US, USC 7, Washington 8, Clemson at 9, FSU at 10, Notre Dame at 11, Texas at 12, Tennessee at 13, Oregon at 14, Kansas State at 15, Utah at 16, Wisconsin 17, TCU 18, UNC 19, Oregon State at 20, Oklahoma 21, A&M at 22, Tulane at 23, Iowa 24, and Texas Tech at 25. So moving on now. Um, we're going to get into my national championship picks um, that um, you know are obviously far away but just gonna, I'm going to have you know one, one, one of the favorites that I really like actually two favorites and then one kind of long shot we're going to do some win totals that I bet as well as some Heisman sprinkle I'm not going to put a ton on these but um, just uh, pretty long numbers that you know, worth a shot so national championship bets I made are UGA um, just hard to deny, and, you know, really good thought process, you know, if you're going to make these national champion bets, is, you know, look at these teams' rosters, you know, really at the top, and you've seen, we've seen the Georgia teams and the LSU teams in recent in recent years that have break all these records for first-round draft picks, and it seems like those are the te- those are the teams that are winning all. So, you know, I feel like that is a um, important trend to keep, keep note of because, it's that makes sense, right? You have the most talent, you have the best players, you you have the best NFL talent. You should be winning the national championship. So I feel like UGA is gonna be in the same boat again at plus one seventy. I mean, it's just hard to deny. You know, they've they just they really seem like the class of the SEC now. Um, so I like UGA to three peat honestly. Um, behind them, I have a, I like Ohio State. I mean, going off that same trend, like first round. First round picks, like the more you have, the more like you're gonna win. I mean, you have um, Marvin Harrison and uh, uh, Buka. I mean, Tommy Eichenberg. Um, I just feel like they're really stout on both sides of the ball, and um, with that o- prolific offense that they you know could potentially have, barring car- quarterback play, um, 
I really see the Buckeyes um, being back in the college football playoff and, and battling with, um, you know, Georgia again, just like they did last year on New Year's Eve. And the long shot I have is Washington spoke on them. They ha- I have them a little bit higher in my rankings than um, people at eight, at the AP had, and I like Washington at, a, um, at basically um, at 4,500 4, to win the national championship. Uh, they can some way somehow be USC, um, maybe lose one or one or two times um, in the Pac-12, and but beat USC. This this could be a playoff team, no doubt. Um, Penix stays healthy, and um, that offense is really good to go. Um, I know their running back is out for the year, but I mean college college football um, running backs can are seemingly replaceable, and you know can make that work. So Washington kind of a long shot bet there, but I feel like they could they have a chance to be really strong offensively and a little bit and have more of an edge defensively than other teams in the Pac twelve. Not by much, but a little bit of an edge. Um the win total bets that I've made, um, you know, the, the numbers here aren't um great. Um for some of them you'll see. I mean others are great, but um my first bet I made was um the Cow Bears under five and a half wins. Um, this was kind of just like an instinct back. Um, kind of got it from someone else, but um, I don't know. I just feel like Cal um, is going to be a relatively boring team, and this, you know, like I said, this Pac-12 is going to be pretty stout. I mean, we've got um, five teams in the top twenty-five, or at least in mine, um, that you know Cal could potentially see. Um, the number was juicy, but I just don't see Cal being a bowl team. Um, so at minus 160, I have Cal under five and a half wins. Um, next bet I have is another juicy one, very juicy one, but it's one I feel pretty confident in. Um, is it the Pitt, Pitt Panthers over six and a half at minus 200? Um, yeah, pretty unattractive number, but um, Pitt, you know, has a pretty good schedule. Um, they're going to be probably one of the more physical teams in the ACC. And when you see that happening, um, Pat Narduzzi, coach there, um, they're gonna they're gonna steal some games. Um, one game in particular that I'm very um, not com- or very unconfident in is um, that Week Four game at Pitt for the Tar Heels. I mean that's just a game that you know Pitt is gonna want and could possibly get just by being more physical. Um, but I like this team to improve last year and really build off what Narduzzi's trying to do. Um, third, I have Florida State Seminoles at under nine and a half at plus one twenty. 120. I love it at this number. Um, being a 10-win team is hard, is very hard on its own. Um, and if Florida State can't stay healthy at quarterback, I mean they're they're not getting here. I already named the big three games that are really concerning for me. Are that SU, F, LSU game right off the jump um, at Clemson at Florida in the year. Not that Florida is me a crazy team this year, but it's just a tough game. Um, and if you know, anything kind of goes awry, injuries related, obviously it can happen to anybody, any team. But I it just it's hard for me to believe in Norvell at this point after seeing, you know, you're going to struggle as a coach at first, don't get me wrong, but I just I don't believe in FSU yet and all this talk they're doing. They're just getting a lot of love um, for me to really hop on, um, especially as an AC rival. Um, I'm seeing them in, like, everyone's college football playoff, um, and I just don't. I'm not not really into all that, um, so I, I'm not buying them as a 10-win team. So I like the under nine and a half there. Texas Tech over seven and a half. I snuck them into my top 25. 
And, you know, for good reason. I don't think this team can really show up in the Big 12 that, you know, could really kind of be all over the place, maybe. Um, but 7.5 at plus 105 is, you know, not a number that I'm going to shy away from. I, I think they can compete this year and really knock heads. You can tell that. I mean, they're just right outside the top 25 um, with AP voters. So, you know, they're trending in the right directions. Um, two of the Heisman bets I made are sprinkled, really, not – very confident with Michael Penix, you know, just buying the Washington hype um, at plus uh, 1225. And then J.J. McCarthy, who, you know, if, if Michigan's really solid and, um, you know, finishes and is in the t- college football playoff, they're going to look at quarterbacks. And J.J. McCarthy could be, you know, a stud this year. So he's at 1425. So that's even more of a track number for a team that arguably, excuse me, could be a lot better. Um, and then lastly, Sorry, I've been talking for almost 25 minutes now. Um, but um, my college football playoff final final choices. Um, actually, you know, I already made I already made some of these. So some you know power five. Um, you know, just saying conference championships. I think these align right, um, but kind of <laughs> just made them out randomly. So to win the ACC, I like Clemson over FSU. Um, the SEC, I like UGA over LSU. Big 12, like Oklahoma over Texas. Um, kind of just speaking on that Texas um, you know, downfall they continually give us, but that could be a toss-up. Um, Big, T- Big 10, I like Michigan over Wisconsin. I like Michigan to beat Ohio State for a third time this year, and Wisconsin to really um, – I forget the name of that, the, the other side of the Big 10, but to come out of there, I trust this Wisconsin offense under Phil Longo. Um, Pac-12, I like Washington over USC. I spoke a little bit on that earlier. And then ultimately making the college football playoff, I like Michigan over LSU. And I like UGA over Washington. And then I like UGA to three-peat over Michigan. Um, so, yeah, um, I like UGA. I mean, I just feel like they're the safest call at this point. Um, just I trust Kirby, and I trust their confidence in their program and their momentum and really the athletes that just continue to serve up year after year on both sides of the ball. Um but, yeah, I mean, key themes I talked about, I'll wrap it up here, is, you know, really that national championship is going to – national champion is going to have, you know, 20-whatever you think. Uh, not 20, but, you know, maybe four or five guys drafted in the first round continuously seen, not more. Um, don't – doesn't really seem like you need that star quarterback. Kind of spoke on that with Ohio State's deal. Um, but it's really important to have a strong defense and – a lot of these Pac-12 teams, you know, could be all over the place and um, looking for a lot of overs in this season with those teams not buying the hype on FSU. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm really excited for these week one games. Um, like I said, I'll be in Charlotte. I'm really excited for that game. Um, <laughs> I hope we have Tez Walker ready to go. If not, um, it's really going to be a really gonna be a call on UNC's defense. Um, some LSU, I talked, spoke on that. I think that's a revenge game that Brian Kelly's going to really want. They're going to do everything in their way to beat FSU um, right out the gate. Not going to do any kind of the shenanigans they had last year, which was ridiculous. That was a crazy game. If y'all want to go back and rewatch that, um, let me think. There's probably a couple more games that um, are worth talking about here. Um, Sorry, clearly not prepared. Um, hmm. I mean, those are kind of the big games, honestly. 
Mm, see if anything else crosses my mind. No, I mean, not really. Those are the kind of two or three biggest games that you should be looking out for and watching. Um, but really exciting stuff. Um, Instagram got a lot of good traction last week, so thank you guys for keeping up with that. Sorry, uh, first week class was kind of crazy, and uh, obviously the events Monday, but um, keep at it. I'll, I'll try, I'm trying my best, and um, <laughs> the graphics are going to come a long way, hopefully, throughout the season. Um, it's kind of a work in progress, too, but... Um, yeah, y'all don't care about what I'm saying now, but um, thank you guys for listening and um, ready for um, this week one of college football. Really excited. So I'll touch, touch base with you guys soon, and um, thank you guys for listening.